Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bytes. I'm John, your host, and with us on the show today is Lisa Pachentz. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John. Lisa, delighted to have you on. You have a lot of experience working with people to develop their careers. You are an executive life coach, a career consultant. You've helped a lot of people craft their careers, develop leadership skills, and of course, you are a, a certified coach. I guess I'd love to open up the interview by asking you about what young people who have currently lost their jobs through COVID, Mm -hmm. what can those people be doing at this time to either just remain productive or to be uh, maybe increasing their, their odds of landing work? For sure. Yeah. And that's a big question to start on. I think first and foremost, for people who have lost their job unexpectedly and find themselves in a mental divot, so to speak, or chasm, depending upon how it feels, the first thing you want to go to is mindset. What is it about what's happened has affected you? How has it affected you? What's been going on in your mindset that, that leaves you in this lurch? And if necessary, go through the route of reinventing your mindset and pivot and go from the disappointment dashed expectation zone to the, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I take on? And that's the first place that I always go to for people. Maybe some people will lose their job and they'll be empowered to find something else. That's actually more unusual than what typically happens. Now, when we don't expect it to happen, we find ourselves in this place of of fear or disappointment Mm. or disempowerment. And so you want to take a look at how do I get out of this discomfort, fear, disappointment zone and go into the learning zone. And our brains operate like that. We go from our comfort zone to our fear zone. And then outside of our fear zone, there's a learning zone and a growth zone. That's where we want to get to. And there's a lot of things that you can do to help create what I call courage calisthenics to get through the, the fear zone. And um, you know, some of these for job seekers include confidence building activities like taking new courses. There's t- tons of free online courses out there right now that if you get into the actual learning zone in the world, your brain will continue to take on a learning mentality. Uh, It's that difference between a fixed mentality versus a growth mentality. Learning something new, getting in that student mentality helps to build confidence and reframe things. And it's also a great thing to add to your resume. When you're in between jobs, you always want to stay active in a way that you can present to recruiters on the other side and go, this is how I was growing myself. This is how I was bettering myself. I'm so glad that I had that time because now I am here and these are the new things that I can provide if I didn't have that gap. This is a great way of reframing any sort of gap in your resume to then be able to take the next step with with a lot of confidence. And then the other thing to take a look at this confidence building is to see where your strengths are. What are your strengths as a human being, as a friend, as a professional? How do you want to harness those strengths? A great practice for some people in getting their their confidence back and building the resume is asking five to 10 people, what are my greatest strengths? 
what can you always rely on me for? And oftentimes that actually helps to build out the resume summary at the top of people's applications to present to recruiters in new ways. All of this is helpful right. for your mindset. And then of course, there's the actual having uh, an application action plan. <laughs> like don't forget to be in action and to be active. Use your networks, use your relationships, build out a strategy and take things step by step like little bite-sized chunks. Yeah. So um, it's funny that you mention the importance of getting that third-party feedback. It brings to mind, I was catching up with a friend a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen him in many, many years, and he knew me in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about the high school days. And, and I had remarked, oh, yeah, it was funny because, you know, I, I had like no confidence in high school. And he was like, what? No, man, you were super confident. And so that really highlighted to me the difference, right, between self-perception and and how others uh, perceive us. And there's almost always some sort of gap, right? And it just kind of varies by its extent and and nature, but there's always a gap between how we perceive ourselves and how others perceive us. So that strikes me as being a really useful exercise. A hundred percent. We are not the greatest correspondents for our our greatness. It's, (laughs) we usually see what's wrong, what's not good, what's not going right, the problems. I mean, our brains are have evolved to do that. We are problem-solving machines. So we're always looking for the issues for the things that aren't going wrong versus, well, what are my strengths? How do other people perceive me? And usually it's a lot better than we think it is. So it's useful having the validation and confirmation yeah. outside of us that reflect things that we're good at. I think the order of your plan is also really critical, right? Starting number one, first and foremost, with the mindset. I do know people, and, and I think I'm probably in this category, that usually when we're faced with a problem or a task, we jump straight into number three, right? Action jack mode. Mm. Let's have a plan. Let's brute force it. <laughs> and then what you find mm. is the execution of that is is hampered down or in some case, you might not even know that it's hampered down, right? Because of this sort of subconscious effect that you, well, you haven't un- cleared the sort of mental block and the mess that's in there of self-doubt and other things. You just kind of skipped a few steps and that kind of leads to your plan being built on sort of weaker foundations. John, this is my favorite topic. <laughs> this is actually why I became a life and leadership coach in addition to a career coach, because I do find that oftentimes the common denominator of career mishaps happen because the insides weren't right, because we haven't focused on the long term, the big picture, who we want to be, who we want to become, what we actually want versus I just need to get a job now, or I'm going to take the first thing, or I'm not good enough for that job. I'm just going to take this job, or I'm going to apply for these things, but not actually work yourself into a, uh, a strategy into a one, two, three. Like you said, you jumped to, to stage three. I often visualize our brains as a Monet painting. And if we're too close to it, all we want to do is solve the little dots. We're like, oh, this is mm. too messy. We'll just like fix this thing over here or this thing over here. But you, you actually have to start with taking three huge steps back, which our brains don't like because we want short-term gratification, not long-term payoff. We don't like to take those three big steps back and have patience and go, okay, strategically speaking, who do I want to be? What's the mindset I need to get there? What's the strategy? 
And now what are my options and what's my plan? So I completely agree with you. We like to jump to stage three when we need to start with step one, the inside stuff. And then we go to step two and three. And it doesn't have to take a long time. I think people, mm. people perceive mindset work and inner work as something that takes like 5,000 years, but that's a great excuse for not actually doing the work, for not actually seeking the help and slowing down and um, having conversations about your big picture first. Right. And that is so, so important. So what could that typically look? I mean, over time, I have developed some self-awareness in this and, and, and I've tried to overcome my natural propensity for planning and action to develop, you know, better mental models and, and healthier frames of mind to approach work and tasks. I typically find it's a process, but I typically find mm. this is in the space of weeks with the clients you work with. Is that a typical time frame? You know, what are we, are we talking about more often weeks, months, or, or even some people, can they turn things around in a matter of days? It really depends on the person. It depends on how malleable their neural network is. It depends on if they've done personal development work before. When I first came into coaching, my project was to start to develop a succession plan to be promoted and to be the, the director of HR for this big financial company. And what I found was my abilities to strategize and to plan and to take action were really good. I was an athlete. I'm good at doing things in the face of my fear, but my mindset and my neurological network were very sticky, meaning that my mindset wasn't easy to change. So while I could take action and people could tell me what to do and I'd go do it, even if I was afraid to do it, I had difficulty changing my mindset. And that took months. It took months to slow down, to have patience, to look outside the box, yeah. to not need to get things perfect before I started to stretch myself and challenge myself outside of the things that I was settling for. That was my thing. But for some people, especially for people that I've worked with in the past and have received my coaching, it, I mean, it could take 30 minutes. It could be one conversation and all of a sudden they're off to the races because their mind is, is a little bit more flexible cool. and can, can do their courage calisthenics pretty yeah. quickly and then be able to look outside of that limiting belief or container that they're in. And I bet you it's probably the same for you. You probably just need a little bit of a boost and you know, you got that big picture down. I, I do love courage calisthenics. It makes sense and it <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> One of the things that I I did the last time that I'd spent a couple of weeks figuring out something that I felt was kind of mentally holding me back is, and, and I felt like, uh, I don't know, I felt a bit cheesy for doing this, but it helped me really, really kind of, I think, move into, I didn't completely resolve what I was dealing with, but it did help me move into the sort of the next stage of the process. And it was that I wrote myself an email. I wrote myself an email like where I was just trying to kind of dissociate myself from some of the things that were holding me back and give myself like a little bit of a uh, sort of tough love, hard talking to reminiscent of how I was raised. And that really just sort of energized me. At least that was something that worked for me. As I said, kind of cheesy, but you know, now I'm building <laughs> a folder of these emails that I send to myself. Oh, that's such a brilliant exercise, though. And if it works for you, great. 
I think that's the art of coaching and mindset work is one thing isn't going to work for everybody. You have to find what energizes and empowers and re-empowers you. And it might be cheesy. I talk to myself in my head all the time. If <laughs> People knew all the voices that, yeah. that were in the background of my brain. They'd probably think I'm crazy, but that's a technique that goes really well for people who have the term in, in therapy is reparented themselves. You're basically reparenting yourself by having this wow. conversation and supporting you and coming in and talking to your, your scared self because your scared self is essentially yeah. a young voice. It's the amygdala. It's the ages zero through seven voice that you're speaking to. That's fear. And so you want your older adult self to come in and say, hey, it's okay. You got this. Like, cut that BS out. You're better yeah. than this. You totally yeah. got this. Oh, These are some things you need to remember and recognize. Yeah, reparenting. So many, so many awesome, actionable bits of advice, Lisa. I think uh, this has been phenomenal having you on the show. And I think there's uh, plenty for our listeners to think about and get on with. What is the, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what is the best way uh, for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can either visit my website, www.coachingwithlp.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, my handle is coachingwithlp or Lisa Bachance on LinkedIn. I'm always looking for, for connections to people that I can support there. Uh, or you can reach out to me, lisa.pachance at accomplishmentcoaching.com. I'm always interested in supporting people who need it. I run webinars and coaching groups in addition to having a VIP one-on-one clientele. So there's many different ways to reach me and to get support that you need. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm sure Lisa will be most happy to hear from you. And Lisa, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much, John. This was so much fun. I appreciate the 15-minute golden nugget period of time. I think <laughs> really that... appreciate you and all your advice yeah. for our listeners. Thanks again. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This has been an episode of Applies Job Bites, and we'll catch you again soon. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows, please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, applications never write a cover letter again. 